juggling work, play, education, family, friends, leisure, and a thousand other competing factors can make life pretty tricky. In fact, it can make it hard to have a life at all. Being able to place things as they come and when you have time to do them is a blessing. When it comes to studying, we all know we can take up a large portion of your time and resources. However, we also know how vital it is for securing a job or a career that you're passionate about. Being able to dedicate yourself to your studies is a huge challenge when it comes to time management and priorities. Today, we'll take a look at some benefits that come with studying in your own time. I'm Gabi Morali, teacher at Cultura Inglesa, and I'm pretty sure that after today's episode, we'll all learn how to study smarter, not harder. I'm Carlos, teacher at Cultura Inglesa, and tell me about having to study smarter, Gabi. It's not an easy task for sure, but we can do that little by little, small steps, I guess. And this is Cultura Inglesa Podcast. Hello. And welcome to the Cultura Inglesa podcast. Carlos, my darling, welcome to our gorgeous podcast. What a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me, Gavi. Well, it's going to be fun. We'll be talking about studying, studying in your own time, and many things that we can do. We're going to give some tips on what we can do to be to be smarter when studying, especially when studying languages, right? Yeah. Definitely. And my first question to you is, how would you describe yourself as a student? I This is a hard question, but I would say that, like, I am the kind of learner that needs affection. So, like, I like to have um, the teacher's approval or my peers' approval, and I like to do things right, you know? Yes, that's that's really important. I think everyone needs some sort of uh, approval and some sort of affection when learning. I think learning uh, goes hand in hand with affection. Being able to to be with people that you like and in an environment that you enjoy, I think it's key, right, for you to to study better, right? Absolutely. And I think like we all like to be in a place in which we feel safe and welcome and like people miss us when we're not there. And I think like learning and talking to other people is like making these connections help you learn better, you know, and I feel more comfortable when I when I know the people around me. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly it. But how about when we have to study on our own? We're gonna get there in yeah. a few minutes. <laughs> and are you studying anything new at the moment? I am. I've like recently I've started taking like piano lessons on my own. By the way, wow. this is an online course, and it's been a challenge to set up a routine. Yeah, for me, like because you know I can watch the videos at any time I want. So this kind of freedom is something that is great. But it also takes a lot of responsibility, so I have to be very careful with my schedule. Mm, I see. And is it easy for you to organize your routine? Is it um, how many <sighs> times can you practice a week? I won't lie to you. It is. It, it isn't <laughs> easy because I could say, "Well, it's quite easy," but like it takes like a lot of discipline. And when you decide that you're not going to do something, you're you you know that you're not improving. You know, so you have to. Make a conscious decision. I am gonna study every Mondays and Wednesday at four, for example. 
So if, if, if I don't do that, I know I won't make progress as much as I want to. I see. So uh, you have an appointment with yourself in your exactly. piano classes and whatever classes that you have. Yeah, for me, that works perfectly well, too, especially because uh, the only thing that I do except for working and uh, preparing the classes and, uh, is my exercise, my workout routine. And I have a specific time for that every single day. I have this time that I set aside for me to exercise. So I think it's, it's the same idea, right? Yeah, me too. I've been exercising as well. And this is the, this is it. Like, I have to tell myself, I'm going to exercise tomorrow at this time. And like, I, you know, when you start, it's a little bit harder, but then it gets a little bit easier. I, I have to confess that I hated exercising. And as I've been doing it, I've been enjoying it. So I think like many people have that kind of experience with studying English. They go like, oh, I don't like this language. It's boring. And then they, they start enjoying things. Yeah, they... and that, that goes back to what you said in the beginning about affection, about enjoying having something that gives you pleasure, right? Yeah. And English, learning English can be, can be this moment that you are, ah, now I'm going to study English. So like a moment of, uh, a moment that you have for yourself, for you to do something for yourself. And I think that's, that's key. And uh, as we're talking about studying English, learning English, can you remember anything that you used to do when you were learning that was really effective? Right. Um, guys, don't judge me, but I, I used to talk like to myself all the time. And I used to like talk to myself in my head, you know, like try to use English at any opportunity I had or maybe I didn't have. You know, so I used to like make opportunities for me to practice the language. And that was like crazy because I used to talk to myself. I used to talk to strangers sometimes in English and they would be clueless. So like, what's going on? Are you, why are you speaking English to me? And I think like I was a crazy child when I was studying English, but we usually see the word crazy as something bad. And we're so afraid of being judged by others. And this is so bad because we end up not taking chances when we decide to be normal and be in accordance with what other people believe is right. So as a child, I didn't use, like I, I wasn't afraid of anything. And I think that helped me a lot. I would take more chances and I would do things that nowadays, sometimes I go like, oh, I, I would feel maybe embarrassed to do. And I wasn't embarrassed at all. So I think this helped me a lot in the process. That's amazing. That's amazing. And taking risks is part of learning. Taking, taking risks, making mistakes uh, is the best way to learn. Yeah. So, yeah, that's amazing. I used to be very shy when I was a teenager learning English. So I, I used to be very shy in my English classes. I used to, but I used to practice on my own a lot, as you, as you mentioned. So I would watch some series and I would repeat what they said, especially Gossip Girl. And mm -hmm. I love their accent. So I would repeat what they said. And that helped me a lot. Yeah, sing songs out of tune, read the lyrics look for words that I didn't know in a dictionary. I was like that kind of person, you know? And I used to like make an opportunity for me to practice the language. And I was not embarrassed of making mistakes. I, I actually loved making mistakes. And when I was corrected, I was like, please correct me. And that was like, this is something that I, I think I kind of unlearned 
because as I've been like trying to learn new things as an adult, I expect some sort of perfection. Like when I'm learning to play some chords in the keyboard, I go like, oh, how come I don't remember that? Or that sounded strange. How come I made that mistake? And I'm like, I've been so afraid of making mistakes unconsciously that I go like, why am I being so mean to myself, you know? Yeah, and this is something that you would never expect from your students, that you would uh, do uh, exactly the opposite. So you would encourage them to keep going. So you're not doing that to yourself. So maybe exactly. you can imagine, see yourself as your own student. So would you exactly. do that? Would you, what would you say to your student then? Make mistakes. Yeah, this is, this yeah. is it. We have to make mistakes. And not like we have to kind of learn to learn again and be okay with making mistakes. Exactly. And uh, I don't know about you, but I have this tendency to want to multitask, you know, do lots of things at the same time um, when, I'm, when I'm studying, when I'm learning something new, when I'm starting, especially when I'm starting something and I don't know where to go first. Uh, do you think it can be an issue or do you think it can be helpful somehow? I guess it depends a lot on the situation, but when we're studying, to be able to multitask, I, I think like we're lacking moments in which we, we focus solely on what we're doing. Because like many times we are like trying to fight to get like free time and, uh, and, and we want to maximize time and we end up like losing the moment, you know? We don't live the moments properly. So we, we're here having a chat this moment, but I'm thinking of what I'm going to do when uh, we're done talking. And, you know, we don't really enjoy the moment. So I think uh, multitasking can be helpful, but living the moment is more helpful. So when you're present in your classes, be present for real. Like, um, don't try to be there thinking about what you're going to do next. Yes, I think that's a very important tip, something that we have to bear in mind because uh, it can be much less overwhelming because we're here, we're having a chat, we're having our, we're having a class or something, then we can be here, then we can do what we have to do here and now, and then later on think of uh, the other task that we have. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. So I'd say it's all about studying smarter and respecting our own pace. So now we're going to give our listeners a few tips, that's my favorite part, on how to study English effectively. Because learning a language does not involve only sitting in front of a computer doing grammar exercises. So here goes tip number one. Carlos, what is the first tip that you well, have? Well, the first tip is surround yourself with English. You don't need to be an English in an English-speaking country to surround yourself with English. Find ways to make English a part of your life like I did at home, like writing uh, your shopping list, reading the newspaper, listening to the radio, writing a diary in English, or listening to an English, uh, listening to English on your cell phone while traveling to work. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And that's something that I used to do when I was learning, just like you. And it really helped, but it was really automatic. I didn't even think about it. It was not oh, a strategy that I'm going to incorporate yeah. to my English things. It was just something that happened and it was one of the most effective ways to, to help me learn. Do you, do you have any tips, Gabi, on, on what else we can do? Absolutely. Tip number two, <laughs> Absolutely. Tip number two uh, goes back to what you said about having a group of people 
uh, being part of something. So find study partners. You don't need native speakers to practice your English. You can find a study partner or form an English club with your Cultura, Cultura Inglesa classmates and meet regularly to speak English outside of the class, of course. You can motivate each other and you will learn by helping others with their difficulties. So yes. just have a Zoom meeting, a little chat for 30 minutes, one hour, do the homework together, do the Plataforma Gamificada together. So it's a much um, more pleasant way to study. Yeah, and you can always talk to yourself as well, like I did, right? <laughs> yeah, this is good. When, when you feel too shy, maybe talking to yourself can, can also help. Or talking to the mirror. Exactly, yeah. That really helps. And do you have any other tip? Yeah. And this is like, I really like this one, using authentic material. What do you mean by that, Carlos? You know, like just reading English in textbooks can get boring, like the textbook that we use in class. So trying to read English in text written for, uh, for and by English native speakers, this is nice. Uh, it'll be a challenge at first, but it's a lot more interesting once you can do it. If you can't find English books or magazines, use the internet to read the news in English every day. What I mean by uh, authentic materials is like materials that were not produced for the classroom environment. Like yeah. songs do, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, can be anything really. Not, not only the news, not only magazines yeah. or newspapers, but any, any kind of text. Very simple ones. You can even get those uh, children's books. They are amazing. They have beautiful messages. They are very short and sweet. So uh, you, you mentioned uh, children's books, and this reminded me of like uh, some um, songs that we use have for children in classes. And I used to like use some of them with adult learners, and then they would tell me like, "Carlos, this is one of the most memorable classes I've had in my life, and that was so you fun." See. I still know the prepositions because of those songs and they were so childish and I felt, I felt like crazy and I felt like I was a fool when I was singing them in class. But then like, thank you because I now I know it better. It helped me a lot. So like, authentic, yeah, they can really help. Authentic uh, materials can really help. Yes, awesome. And, and yeah. uh, our next one would be um, find fun ways to learn new words. So if you like singing, then look up the words of your favorite English songs. Or if you remember what you see, write new words on post-it notes on the objects in your house and stick them up all around. Uh, you can make funny example sentences or draw little pictures next to the vocabulary to help you remember it. So there are many different ways to learn uh, words and vocabulary, not only sitting down in front of a computer and studying, right? Yes, and there is a funny fact about that. Our brain tends to get more interested in things that are related to us. So, like, if you make fun of, like, a situation that you've been through or, like, write something about someone you know, your brain tends to, to like, go, like, oh, that's really important because we're talking about someone's life. Like, who's not interested in gossip, for example, right? Yes. So, when you learn a word per se, uh, your brain goes like, oh, maybe that's not so important. And then it only stays in your uh, short-term memory. But then when you start using that in your life and start talking about people around you, it becomes more important to your brain and it goes to the long-term memory. So it might be a very good idea to use, uh, find, uh, find interesting ways and fun ways to use new words. Yeah, definitely. That's an amazing tip. 
Learning any language, as you probably know, is a long process. That's why we have to enjoy the ride. It does take work, but you'll be more likely to stick to it if you're enjoying yourself. Play games, do crossword puzzles, sing songs, read comics, and don't worry too much about making mistakes. Making mistakes is often the best way to learn. Now we want to hear from you. What do you do to study and learn in your own time? Post your study tips on your Instagram stories and tag us. Oh, and don't forget to add the hashtag, Podcast. Thank you, Carlos, my love. It was an amazing conversation. Brilliant tips. I thank you, Gabi. I had a great time with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening. See you next time. Thank you all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for new chapters of the Kultur Inglesa podcast.